1: What are you watching? What did I see recently
2: that was about two, like, women in the middle of nowhere in, like, the 1800s?
1: That's a lot of them. You've, you've narrowed it down to, like, a hundred yeah. uh, movies. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, you're
0: out. Let's dyke out together. See what it's all about.
1: Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's like a year round vacation. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with comedian Iman El Husseini. Woo! Thanks
2: for having Woo! me.
1: Yes, having you back. You were one of the OG first-year guests that we had on the podcast. Yes, the sound system uh, wasn't as uh, advanced as it is now. We
2: had to, like, stick our heads (laughs) into a box. you remember? We couldn't even, like, make contact.
1: It was so weird. All right. This was, like, (laughs) a very... like small window where this happened. But we used to record out of a conference room at my old office. And it was surrounded by glass. So like the echo was really bad. So I built these like boxes with foam, (laughs) sound foam and put them around the microphones. But then we couldn't see each other. But we were all in the same room with these giant boxes in front of our faces. And it was just very awkward. And I think I did that like three times and was like, not worth it. Not no. worth it.
2: <laughs> it's a memorable experience, though. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah. That every time you go to record a podcast, are you like, oh, thank God there's not a big box in front of my face. Right. And what was Carolyn doing? <laughs> what the hell was that? No, it
2: was interesting. I loved it. Although I, I realize now that saying it was interesting, it's not necessarily a good thing. Why do people say
1: that,
3: right? Why people say, like... I don't love it when I get an interesting... Right. Yeah. <laughs> that comedy
1: set was interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or when people... Oh, my God. This is how you know you bombed. When people ask you, uh, did you have fun? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, that just hurt me. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> did you have fun up there?
3: Okay. Once I got, wow, that was really brave.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that that might be the, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Before we get into things, a bunch of announcements. We have a lot of cool shows coming up. I mean, starting first with Stonewall Melody. Who's on Stonewall this month? Oof. We got Nico Carney, Asha Ward, Lindsey Bowling, and Bailey Pope. Yes, yeah, so we have two past guests, two future guests. It's July 25th, 7:30, doors at 7. I'm not sure if tickets are still on sale or if they're sold out because We'll see. That's what happens with Stonewall, so We'll see. Get your tickets. Also, we have a show that we're co-producing with Honey Burlesque at the Sultan Room, July 21st. I'll be there this time. Melody won't, but we'll be rotating for future shows. It's going to be a mix of comedy, burlesque dance party cocktail hour a little bit of everything so check instagram for that and also i have my loves a pitch show coming back to come on everybody july 27th 8 p.m get your tickets last time it also sold out so you want to get in on that it is a wild time if you missed liza dyes review from the last episode listen to that it will sell you on it if i Haven't done that already, and should we mention what we're hosting on the 24th, Melody? Of course we should mention that we are hosting a wet t-shirt contest.
3: A queer one. Huzzah! (laughs) It finally happened. It was bound to happen, really. We are going to be hosting with Queer Garden a monthly party In Williamsburg, by the waterfront, at Tailgate Brooklyn. It goes from 2 to 10, but the wet t-shirt portion will be probably
1: around peak hours, 6, 7 o'clock. So definitely get there. In time for that. Yeah. DJ Whitney Day is there. I went on Pride to Queer Garden. It's huge. It's a really fun time. Met new people. Made new friends. And lastly, you know, Patreon, that is how we get the money we need to keep making this podcast. So please go there. We have an extra episode every week. Also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, Iman, you've suffered enough through our announcements.
2: No, this is the thing. You're like, you're announcing all of these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not booked on a single one of these shows. This is so (laughs) insulting. I'm insulted,
1: but I lo- I'm, I'm very curious about this uh, wet T-shirt contest. Well, Iman, I didn't tell you you're signed up for the wet T-shirt contest. We've booked t you, signed <laughs> you <up. Right. laughs>
3: Yeah, you go in, you sign up as a team. Someone's going to be putting the water on the partner. Someone is going to be wet. We signed you and Jess up. I love that. Yes. Yeah.
2: And I love that <laughs> Carolyn knew that I was I was upset because I wanted to be signed up. That's that's a sign that you know me so well.
1: <laughs> You know, I thought I knew you so well, but I was actually so surprised on the day of the dike march to see you and Jess at a hot rabbit party. Right. I was like, it's our first. I was secretly hoping. Yeah. yeah, I was secretly hoping because I saw a picture either you or Jess posted and we're talking about. Iman's wife, Jess Solomon, also past guest at the pod, performer at Stonewall shows. Also not booked on the upcoming shows. Yes. Continue. Also not booked. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a rainbow sequence tube top. And I'm like, could it be that they're going for a gay old night on the town? Yeah. And you guys were there with Deanne Smith. Yes. And
2: I, I have to explain to you why we ended up there. So Deanne Smith is my wife's best friend, my BFF in law. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Jess is trying really hard to convince Deanne to stay in New York. So now we're doing all of these gay parties and doing all of these lesbian events thingies. So we could keep Deanne here.
1: Oh man. I love that. Well, consider me and Cecilia signed up for the effort because we were trying to get Deanne to go with us to a third location, second location. I don't know. After. When you guys texted. You were at Ginger's and you went to Woods yes. sometime. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was after the Deanne Arkey show that Melody and I were both on at Union Hall. After party was at Ginger's. I said going into the night, we're not doing an after party. We're not going out because we had been going so hard for Pride. Cecilia and I had not had a night without plans. and I'm like, we must sleep. And all it took was Deanne saying, after party at Ginger's. And we're like, OK, we'll go. We'll go check that out. <laughs> And then we're at Ginger's and Neighborhood Legend and barber Ruthie shows up and Ruthie's like, "All right, we're going to the woods. We're going to have a nice time, ladies. I got my van. I'll give you a ride." Ruthie's 76. Wow. I believe 76 years old. That's so funny cuz I I don't really go to the woods cuz I feel like I'm too old for it lately. Nope. Ruthie brings up the average age. The mean age at the woods is 40 because Ruthie's there. No, Ruthie is the best. Just a gem. So I'm like, Deanne, you have to come. (laughs) There's room in the van. We got you a ride. Come to the woods. But Deanne's dog. What a gay problem. Um, Need to go to the vet in the morning. Needed a pill at night. You know, that kind of stuff. So, But Deanne said they're down for the next adventure. And Cecilia and I are big on spontaneous lesbian adventures. So I
2: think we're doing something because Deanne's on the road now for like a month or so. And when they come back with Hannah. Oh, yeah. Gatsby, of course. Oh, my
1: God. Hannah Hannah Gatsby. Gatsby, Crazy. (laughs) Wow. Huge. (laughs) But when they
2: come back, we plan something already. Some daytime queer lesbian party. Does that ring a bell? I feel like you guys know everything.
1: Is it Queer Garden? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Is it the wet yes, it Maybe. I don't know. It's August 7th. Oh, August 7th. Hmm. Oh, man. Um, I don't know what's August 7th, but I'm going to be wah, wah, in Buffalo for a wedding. Oh, my God. I love Buffalo, by the way. Yes, you do. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Why? Where do we start? Where do we start? Yeah. We'll get into that because first we have to talk about Melody. What's the gayest thing you did this week?
3: You know, Wednesday night, I went to Cherry Lane Theater to see just Tom's hour of stand-up, Less Lonely, and it was fantastic. They crushed it. Presented by Elliot Page. I did not see one (coughs) Elliot Page, but um, that's not why I was there. (laughs) I haven't been in a room with such dyke energy in my life. And these I'm including our shows. There is something like... What? <laughs> I'm insulted. Well, the Cherry Lane holds more people than okay. Stonewall. <laughs> and come on, everybody. You were at the Joe's Pub Show. Oh, that's true.
1: That was... We all were, actually.
3: Oh, yeah. We yeah. sure were. Wow, that felt like a decade ago. Um, okay.
1: That's fine. Keep going. Take it back, but keep going. Yeah, I, I, I'll take it back.
3: It, no, it was just not dyke energy, but just like non-binary queer energy. Like, I just, everyone was laughing and dying, relating so many head nods and like, uproarious laughter. Maybe I'm jealous. I did say to Jess after congrats on making a theater full of dykes laugh so much, I could never. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this on the last episode where it is um, a bit of a challenge for me. Um, (laughs) Something intimidating about a room full of dykes. But it was great. We all hung out after and had dinner and, you know, showered Jess with compliments. It was just the gayest thing. Love it. Everybody check out Jess Tom. Jess will be doing the hour in a few weeks, I think, in L.A. at the Dynasty Typewriter. Nice. Yeah.
2: When you said showered, I thought you all showered together after dinner. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so you said compliments, and I'm like, "Oh, that's not gay at all. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: Jess's outfit was the gayest thing. Jess wore this like very 90s heartthrob, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like very deep V, billowy white shirt tucked into these like high waisted like wide leg pants. It was, I don't know. It was very heart <laughs> I picture it. I yeah,
2: picture you it. can
3: see it. And the set was very romantic. It was like candles everywhere. And very Phantom of the Opera. It that Literally, because of their yeah. jokes about it, it looked very phantom. And Jess had a stool with like, instead of a bottle of water glass, it was like a goblet, you know? Um, <laughs> and like this very Phantom of the Opera-esque mirror they would just like gaze into. (laughs) time to time when it was appropriate about their jokes about how much they
1: love themselves it was great (laughs) amazing oh man I wish I could have caught it but I've been out of the city
3: yeah decompressing from your lesbian
1: adventures you call them Carolyn what's the gayest thing
3: you did this week upstate maybe
1: yeah, you know, it's pretty it's pretty tame. The gayest thing I did this week, I think was just I finally got back to going to the gym because I I haven't been home. Like I was away all of Pride month and then I went to Mexico for a week and I get to the gym and there's feels like all new staff working there. And one of them was this woman behind the counter younger, but she had a septum ring. So immediately I'm like, Oh, she's queer. There's like a queer person in my small town upstate working at the gym. And I like never talked to the people behind the checking counter, but I was just like trying to get a feel for it. So, so yeah, I think kind of like checking out, sizing up somebody At the gym just because they had a septum piercing and assuming like, oh, must be queer. Yeah. Right. I know like two people with a septum ring who aren't queer. Everyone else, gay. Are they rockabilly? Rockabilly? No.
3: (laughs) I'm just trying to think of any non-queers I had ever encountered with septum. Yeah. And they were rockabilly. And that's why I
2: asked. Um, (laughs) Emon. Yes. What's the gayest thing you did this week? I'll tell you. My wife. (laughs) went to Montreal, I was supposed to go with her, but then I ended up getting a panic attack because I thought I got COVID again, whatever, we'll get into the details later. Mm. So,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, we went through the pandemic together, my wife and I, and it's it's hard, it's hard, this is why we moved, by the way, I told you we just moved into this new apartment, we needed bigger space because we were gonna kill each other and we don't wanna get yeah. divorced. So they decided, <laughs> my wife decided to go to Montreal and I was supposed to like follow her a few days later, Anyway, we were like, so excited to have a bit of time apart and just just want, and I was on the road on a tour in Canada for five weeks. So she wanted a break from me and Esther, our puppy. <laughs> but the gayest thing that I did was right after she left. Cause now we were excited. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have three nights by myself. This is amazing. And as soon as she stepped out, like two minutes by myself. And I'm like on the phone, looking at old pictures of us and videos of us. <laughs> That's gay. So isn't that so gay? That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. So gay. Yeah,
3: <laughs> That's so funny. I was just watching, you know how your phone will make uh, little slideshows? Yes. <laughs> like, music and the whole thing. I was just watching one of Allie and I at the beach, not five days ago. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like you guys are going strong then.
2: (laughs) We are. We started couples therapy. (gasps) Gay. Right. Yes. And our therapist definitely prefers my wife over me. So him and I like fight all the time. Like Jess thinks that Michael and the therapist and I should couples therapy. Our relationship is
1: so, <laughs> we're just always butting heads. Oh my God. It's, uh, it's pretty entertaining. That's so funny. So Cecilia and I started couples therapy maybe like three months ago. It was something that we'd been meaning to do. Well, we started going like right before the pandemic and went to like two sessions and then everything shut down and we, we weren't really feeling a, a vibe and it just took us forever to find one. But now we have one that we like but I feel like she's obsessed with me in my life and the she's listening to this probably yeah it's so interesting to do therapy with with somebody else but then I start like feeling guilty that like I feel like I pull focus and I feel like that's one of our bigger issues is that I'm always pulling focus yes And now I do it in therapy, too. And I'm like, no, no, we're at therapy to fix this. But at least you feel guilty. I'm like my wife. There's no guilt there. (laughs) Right. I mean, I do say, like, oh, I won again, like, after we end. Uh... (laughs) What does your wife say? She's getting more competitive about it. She's like, I won this one. I'm like, no, you didn't. And now we're, like, arguing over who won therapy. There's, like, maybe one session I'll give to her. But usually I feel like... (laughs) Have you had a session yet where only one of you cries? I mean, I cry so easily. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of sessions. (laughs) So (laughs) Cecilia will cry and then I won't be crying. And I'm like, well, I think I won. (laughs) You think you win by not crying? Probably. Yeah, probably. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. I thought it would be the other way around. At the time that C- Cecilia won was when she
1: cried.
3: Yeah, because she is doing therapy right. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> now, I know. I know. It's such. It's so Capricorn. It's so Capricorn. Yes. Uh, yeah. Aman,
3: what's your sign if you're crying all the time? Oh, I know. Our listeners are guessing now.
2: Can, can you guess? Well, I, I get really insulted when people even ask. <laughs>
3: My bad. I, that's a big clue. That's a big clue. That you get insulted. So you're not a water sign. You're not a cancer. No pis- oh, way. Not a water sign. You get insulted. You're
2: a Leo. Yes.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I know you can't tell right now. My hair is all tied up. But you can tell that this is a main. Your main. You know? Yeah, yeah. Showy like <laughs> main. Love it. Okay. So this is a dyke podcast. Uh books are huge for you. For us. <laughs> for <Yes>. you guys. <laughs> Horsebooks are huge. And something I worried about when I met Jess is that our signs are
1: not compatible. What's Jess? She's a Taurus. A Taurus. Yes. I knew she was an earth sign. A Leo. It's like too much, right? Yeah. I think all of us are
3: in technical, not compatible relationships astrologically.
2: Yeah. But because we're
1: queer, it works. Yes. Is that what it is? That's that's (laughs) what we tell ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We can communicate through anything. Yeah. Well, I want to circle back to why you love Buffalo <laughs> because I got to see you and Jess open for Pat Oswald in Buffalo just so random that <laughs> I happened to open Instagram that morning. We were supposed to leave that day, and then I saw that you two were there. My mom literally just said the night before how much she loves Pat Oswald. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going. Since when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then here's the fun thing. You're like, tell me some things about Buffalo that I can joke about on stage. So far, I've got, they hate Bon Jovi. And I was like, this is news to me. Why? <laughs> and then it went over with the crowd so well. And I'm like, well, I guess I've been gone a while. <laughs> I've never heard about that. Are you, yeah. Melody, where are you from? Uh, like Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Said with such pride. Every time you sit, you're like, oh, Hartford, Connecticut.
3: I know. No, that's me working out. Because I feel like I spent so much time in Chicago that that
1: feels right. You identify more. Yeah with
3: chicago
2: (laughs) than with connecticut yeah i I got out of connecticut for a reason imagine yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyways Anyways.
2: oh my god chicago is like it's such a great city and of course i like love it too because it kind of reminds me of canada how cold it gets in the winter yeah
3: a lot of people say chicago is very similar to toronto i've never been to toronto so i don't yeah know from firsthand but
1: i think toronto and
2: chicago are very very similar how like big they are but chicago's prettier like toronto's not a pretty city yeah chicago's gorgeous
1: anyway bon jovi oh
2: yeah buffalo so this is the thing so i don't know if i was in an uber or a taxi and i heard them talk about this whole bon jovi fiasco with the uh, buffalo bills the football team i guess he wanted to buy be part owner of the football team and uh one of the things he wanted to do is have them play in canada half the year yeah you know how like sports teams do that sometimes anyway right and i guess the team didn't want and he said that he would never step foot in buffalo again (gasps) and i know that the buffalo bill i mean i know that buffalo is a huge sports town because i went to nashville for the first time and when we were flying from new york to nashville i thought we ended up landing in buffalo by accident because all of these people were on the flight with buffalo you know jerseys and sports stuff (laughs) And I'm like, where the hell are we? Anyway, so it turned out that the Buffalo Bills were playing the Titans in Nashville Mm -hmm. that night. But you felt like everywhere on the street, you only saw Buffalo Bills fans. I didn't see a single Nashville fan anywhere.
1: Yeah, when I would go to hockey games in Atlanta and the Sabres were playing, I'd go to every Sabres game. 80% of the arena Sabers fans. Crazy. It's just like everybody migrates down there anybody within like a two state radius who likes Buffalo <laughs> descends to to watch the game so I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's so there's like huge sports fans but my highlight about Buffalo people and
2: that's why I'm like this is so 80s I'm so in love with these people. Everybody was wearing their whole, like, football outfits, jerseys, whatever, chain-smoking outside the stadium. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But it's the best. It's the best. I love Buffalo.
1: They were wearing the, the Zubas, the pants. The Zubas, zoo- yes. I still want to get a pair. <laughs> Do you know what Zubas are, Melody? I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, these kind of, like tiger striped almost like a bit MC hammer style pants. Remember? MC oh, hammer I see. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would say at least 50% of the city of Buffalo owns those pants. Oh my God. I've never <laughs> been. I'm going for a wedding next
3: year, next summer. I'm going to have to stay a little longer.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> Explore the sprawling metropolis. The food was so good too. Somebody was like, Ew, you guys have to try the Buffalo pizza. And I'm like, we're from New York. Like, no, thank you. But it turned out to be amazing. I can't remember what that chain restaurant was. And another coincidence, crazy coincidence, because you said you ended up staying an extra day to take your mother to Patton, who we, we got to meet her after the show. Yeah. After the show, we ended up going to that famous pizza and chicken wing place. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. And we get there. So we were like, we'll just pick up pizza and wings and go back to the hotel because we had to get back to our dog. We ran into like five Canadian comedians who crossed over from Toronto to come watch college basketball in Buffalo. So we were like all, yeah, it was like a big reunion with these Canadian comics having pizza
1: and wings it was awesome lenova pizzeria yes, yeah. yes 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 some of the best pizza in wings and buffalo i love lenova and it was funny because you, you were telling me about that and then the next day i ended up going ice skating with my nephews for like a, a family party and we get there and it's like three giant sheet pizzas from lenova i'm like yes <laughs> So good. So Buffalo. You really did have in such a short time the Buffalo experience. It was
2: really. Yeah. The only experience I used to have with Buffalo before that was whenever I go to, from New York to Niagara Falls, if I was performing, I would land in Buffalo and they would drive me over the border. Yeah. You know, because it's like just an hour or something from the airport right. or anyway. And it's always so funny to be like, we have the better side of the Niagara Falls do. and they get so, that's it. But Buffalonians, what would you be called? Yeah. Buffalonians. Buffalonians. Yeah. Are too proud to handle my uh, competitive falls <laughs> facts.
1: Oh, I mean, I think clear, like not only do you have the better side of the, the falls, but everything outside of it's better. Like Clifton Hill and that, <laughs> like, and that whole area, like Buffalo has not figured out What to do. This is officially a Bon Jovi Buffalo podcast now. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Amon, you'd mentioned your short term memories going. I see on our notes here that Carolyn has mentioned stoner life and that you have recently gotten into weed, Yes, but really went all in. Is that maybe a part of the
2: problem? It might be, it might be, but it's, it's never. So I was always like a huge drinker, never a a weed person. I never really liked it. Although I'm a smoker, I smoke cigarettes. But the smell of weed really bothered me, which by the way, I wrote Carolyn's wife about whatever she gave me on that dance floor was the best stuff ever. Anyway, we'll get to it. But (laughs) I guess I noticed online that you could order gummies for reason. you know, when you're like depressed and your phone kind of feels that you're depressed. So they target (laughs) you with these things. So they're like, are you feeling low? Are you feeling good? And I don't remember exactly the the ad. So I just like clicked on it. And I started with CBD gummies and loved it. And then I don't remember if somebody suggested something or again, I was like targeted online. I'm a sucker, by the way, anything I'm targeted, I like buy it immediately. (laughs) I'm like, how did the phone, the phone knows me. So I got THC and I mean, it was the best. I just started laughing for no reason. Cause I mean, the first year of the pandemic, I really enjoyed for real. It was like a nice break from life but then afterwards i got so depressed yeah and
1: gummies helped me laugh again i i, love I loved that. it because like jess was documenting <laughs> moments when you were really high and yeah. it it just seemed like like a teenager uh <laughs> Like discovery weed for the first time because you were just like, why do these chips taste so good?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss that. I'm so
3: jealous. I've been a stoner most of my life since I was a teenager. Um, And it's uh, I'm jealous of that because I barely get high anymore. I actually quit and I'm going to try to do a year without it and maybe I'll revisit it and it'll have that same effect. <laughs>
2: yeah. And is it is it just that the k- gummies are more potent or what? Because I mean, sure. holy yeah. moly, it's such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> the only bad thing though is that I start eating more. So I'm like drinking and smoking a lot less because you just have a gummy and you start feeling this buzz and like you're good, but it's just the munchies at the end. Cuz now I'm like trying to lose weight and I'm working out again, but I have this gummy before I go to bed. Like what I want is to have the gummy, crack up really hard and go to sleep. <laughs> But not like crack up really hard, go to the fridge, eat and sleep. Yeah. You know, my
3: partner and I stopped together and she, I'm not in our first week dropped seven pounds. Wow. <laughs> it's just like her body, like exhaling. Like, thank you. Because, <laughs> yeah, big munchy heads.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And you're always craving the worst things, you know. It's like I want oh, yeah. salty, and then I want sweet, and I want salty, and it, it's like a never-ending cycle of just like garbage after garbage, like sandwiching M and M's in chips. <laughs> oh my god, I've done so many nasty things. I made it a savory, what I thought because I was high, a savory French toast where I was literally just like putting butter in a pan. Then putting parm cheese, because I didn't have much in the fridge when my wife left for Montreal. That's another thing. I can't feed myself, but just whatever I had in the fridge was like butter, parm. And it's like close to burning. Then I decided to put the toast on top. Anyway, it was so delicious because everything's so delicious, even if it's gross, kind of, you know. Yeah. It just makes everything so so much better. And Carolyn brought up running into us at the hot rabbit party, and Cece gave me a couple of hits of God knows what, but I just kept asking everybody to like touch my arm. am <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> can you touch my arm? That's my wife was like, it was the first time in the history of us going out where Jess is like, I need to go home. And then we were talking to everybody standing around, and then that's that's when CC gave me a couple of tokes of whatever that is, good stuff. And then I started asking people to touch my arm a little bit. Just touch my arm a little bit. What kind of a, anyway? And that's when Jess a little bit. <laughs> I mean, and that's when Jess is like, Oh my God, we really have to go. We're out of here. Does Jess smoke? Yeah, she was a big pothead in, in college. And a fish Mm. head. She liked the band Fish. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. And they grew pot in her dorm. Oh, my
3: God. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) That's a surprise. I don't peg just for for a fish head. Yeah. No,
2: she loved them. She followed them around. She went recently, too, like a a couple of years ago before the pandemic with her
3: friend.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Got to get her back on. (laughs) That's it. Let's dig into that. You mentioned that you're working out again. I saw a reel where you (laughs) sunk a three-pointer on the court. Whoa. Did you used to play basketball? I played in high school for two years. We were, the first year,
2: we were the absolute worst team. Like, we were in last place. It was just a joke. Everywhere we went was a joke. And I'm like a trash talk. I'm not really that good at basketball. I just like trash talk uh, a lot. And And I don't know if you could tell in the video, like, I am... So happy because I'm so shocked that I got the three-pointer in, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: <laughs> That's like me playing pool. I, I talk a big game. I have a lot of confidence, and I'm amazed any time it works out for me <laughs> 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 when I sink a ball. <laughs> it's always pure luck. And then also your your personal trainer, I became friends with actually from yeah. meeting her at your birthday party. Oh,
2: right. Last year yeah. or two years ago or something. Yeah. Kate is amazing. So I, I used to go uh, to Equinox in Dumbo, and that's where I met Kate. And then we became good friends. So we're still training and hanging together. That sounds so dirty and perverted. I don't mean it that way. We're we're <laughs> t- personal training, and we hang and go out together. They're the ones who told us about that party, the Hot Rabbit party.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They were there to, yeah, having a, a lesbian personal trainer? So good. Is it different than, like... Straight personal trainers. Uh I it made no difference really. We just—I yeah. don't mean to sound so gay, but their personality is awesome. <laughs> we just yeah. get along, you know. I didn't know if they like focus on like finger workouts more or like. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but they're so like body positive thing. Like you can't right. body shame. So when when they first asked me what my health goals were, I don't think they were impressed with my answer. You know, I'm just like, oh, I just want the towel to go all the way around. You know what I mean? I want it to just close. (laughs) The towel is not closing right now. So they're like, but now they're used to it. We've been friends for a long time. So they put up with my body shaming.
1: Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking, so I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready-to-eat meals that are chef-created and dietitian approved They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, The weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs, like calorie smart protein plus and keto. They also have add ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky, Uh, no prep, no mess. And when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly, really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, And then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off.
2: Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays
0: and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on.
1: So, Jess is in Montreal right now, and you two are gearing up for JFL, right? Just for laughs. Yeah, I'm going to do Mark Marin's gala on July 30th. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Yeah, that's awesome. How many times have you done JFL now? A few, I guess five or six times. Has it changed at all? Like, I know that with like Me Too and all of that. There were there were some big shakeups, a lot of reckonings and stuff. That was like new faces. Yeah, new faces, but, but kind of everything too, right? Oh, were there more? <laughs> well, I mean, a comedy,
2: we all know that comedy is like a safe haven for straight white men and comedy yeah. clubs have always protected white guys to do disgusting things. And Just for Laughs wasn't any different. You know, they still like, I remember, this is before Me Too started. I remember once a a journalist, not a journalist, but, you know, a blogger or something, came to interview Louis C.K. and wanted to expose Louis C.K. for what they've been doing. And the festival kicked her out. Oh, wow. So that was back in the day. Fast forward the Me Too movement. I'm trying to remember what year it happened. The year JFL took it seriously, it was the festival was so much better. Because now we're like all hanging out, we're talking to comedians and like, you're talking, you're having a conversation. It's not always like this guy is trying to pick you up or this guy right. going to say something inappropriate. And one popular comedian in Montreal was on the Nasty show. And I guess he said something inappropriate. And somebody complained, a comedian complained, and he got kicked out of the festival, which would have never happened before the Me If anything, she would have probably gotten kicked out, you know, but it it was such a a crazy change. Uh, It was so noticeable. And I mean, I think all the female, you know, queer comedians were just so happy because it really felt like a festival and not just like a fuck fest, you know, or getting fucked by these guys or harassed or whatever.
3: Yeah, I'm interested in the full new faces lineup now that there's not a sicko booking it. Yeah, it's probably gonna be really cool to see because I think this is the first one he's not booking. And I I heard they're doing like land acknowledgements now at the festival. And yeah, yeah. yeah, things
2: are really changing. They've evolved, which is great. And comedy needed to evolve, obviously. And I'm so happy with like how it's going now. So every, because I started when like my boss, a comedy club owner was like, I don't think women are funny. I'm going to be a lot tougher on you than any other guy. And it's true. And I saw all of these guys get passed before me and I worked for the fucking guy, you know? And he's like, no, women aren't funny, whatever. So that
1: whole thing changing is like, it's a bad time. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing more depressing than when you like go to a club and you see like the kind of guys that get the hosting gigs and stuff there. Like they can't even warm a crowd. And you're like, how are these people just like regularly? Yeah. Like even people I know from high school who go to Helium Club in Buffalo and they're like, like, Carolyn, when are you going to be at Helium? And granted, I haven't reached out in a while, but they're like, it's the same fucking opener. And he's horrible every yeah. time. I'm sure he's listening. Shout out to you. No, just kidding. Uh-
3: <laughs> 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 no, well, anyone listening, just pull up your local comedy club calendar. And yeah. It's <laughs> depressing. We're still all dudes. And we've yeah. come a long way. Yeah. yeah. And, we- <laughs> and Because now we got the occasional.
1: Yeah. You also mentioned before we were going to record, this is hard pivot, that you have a crush on your therapist. This isn't the couple's therapist, right? No, it's not the couple's therapist.
2: So I uh, I hope they're not listening because they're probably going to end our patient relationship. I
1: feel like they can't listen, right? They can't. Oh, are they not allowed? Technically. Like, I feel like that would be against their code. Right, oh. like I'm. I'm sure that there's probably. I had a therapist tell me that she wasn't allowed
3: to like seek out comedy, but she also wouldn't be allowed to contact me for ten years because it was through YWCA, etc. But she was like, uh, she sent me a letter after our last session, or uh, handed one off to me to read later, and it said, "While I can't be like seeking you out, technically, I can't wait until I see you by." like happenstance on my TV. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's so hot. Did you guys have feelings for each other? Why did you uh, end your session? Uh, She was queer and poly
3: and I, it was um, definitely something I thought about
2: a lot. (laughs) I mean, it's just such a hot relationship. So I didn't realize. So Jess and I started complaining about, well, I didn't, I'm Middle Eastern. I'm so like old school immigrant mentality. So when Jess suggested we do couples therapy at the beginning, I was like, what the fuck? We're getting divorced. I like lost my mind. (laughs) And then Deanne, the BFF in law, recommended this therapist, who is my individual therapist now. Deanne suggested this therapist. And I spoke with Jess and I was like, you know what? I am feeling anxious and like, the withdrawal from interacting with people is probably bringing me down and I had so many health issues. Why don't I start solo sessions and if need be like jump in? And uh, so the first session happens and the name of the therapist is so old school Italian. So I expected like a Joy Behar to show up <laughs> on screen. <laughs> and this therapist looks like freaking Marissa Tomei. So I'm like, <laughs> What the hell is this? I can't believe Deanne did not warn me that this person is young and hot. <laughs> anyway, so Jess is like, "How did this session go? Do you want me to like come in the next one, whatever?" I'm like, "No, no, no! I'm the problem. It's fine. You don't need, you don't, you don't need therapy together." And they're just they're just so hot and like cool and. Yeah, it feels so weird. And everybody so anybody I told because this is not a secret, I've told every single person I started therapy, my therapist is so hot, was like, you have to stop seeing them.
1: Yeah. And I just can't, I can't do it. That's so funny.
3: Because I'm looking for a therapist and I'm always like, oh, I, I, I got to have like a queer person.
2: They're not queer. That's the thing. This is what it makes the like the whole fantasy even hotter because they're not queer. They have kids like oh. so straight and suburban. So then that's fine. Because
3: yeah. I once I had a queer therapist, I was just too distracted by whether or not
2: there were vibes between us. And right. I was like, this is derailing any progress right, right. now. I know. The <laughs> amount of articles that I tried to Google, like, is my therapist attracted to me? do you ever have sex with your therapist
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's not good i I think it's funny when people recommend someone to you and they don't give you a heads up that they're hot because this recently happened the hot is very important yeah yeah it it happened to me but with a man cecilia kept being like i'm gonna book you an appointment with, with my dentist trust me like he's great he's awesome And I'm thinking just like this old dentist in New York, you know, that she's been going to for years. This is like the hunkiest of hunks. (laughs) He looks like, like not a day over 30 and just like gorgeous hair. And I'm like, oh my God, it was just like shocking how attractive I'm like, is this why she's so into him? Like, (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, it it throws you out. Like you got to give someone a warning if you're going to meet somebody hot. When you're not expecting And I guess Deanne
2: didn't notice like when I brought it up, because they were like, Dee, who does not tell me that this person looks like that? Right. And they were like, Oh yeah, I guess they are hot. I'm like, okay. I can't believe you didn't even notice. Like that's the first thing. They got on screen, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't brush my hair. Like I was so because I thought it was gonna be an older person that I wouldn't be so attracted to. But yeah, and I told I told Jess yesterday, I had a session yesterday and I was like I I don't know what to tell you, but she's really, really hot. And Jess is like, well, nothing is ever going to happen. So get it out of your head. Are you doing it in person or over? No, I can't even imagine what's going to happen if we ever meet in person. Like, I'm so so nervous about it. Wait, are
3: you like... Paying attention to your appearance more now than like yeah. You said, I can't believe I didn't brush my hair. Are you brush in your hair. Are you
2: yeah, but I didn't want to make it too obvious. <laughs>
3: yeah, I okay. mean
2: it was like subtle here and there, maybe a hair clip. Like oh, I don't care, but I like really care, you know. <laughs> yeah, love it. Like uh oh, excuse this, excuse this mess, you know. Uh, it just I don't know. But yeah, but you know what, it's not because people say if if you're attracted to them, if you're attracted to your therapist, it's not good, because then you're not like really disclosing everything. Yeah. But I'm really putting it all out there. Yeah. Like I cry in the sessions. I, you know, we laugh. And if she laughs, oh, my God, great sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: the best thing is making your therapist laugh. Oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> then I feel like I'm also not <laughs> being real too. I mean, I don't focus on it, but sometimes if I'm like really like letting loose and going on a tangent, I'll say things that, that make her laugh. And then I'm like, oh, validation uh, from my therapist. Totally. My, my therapist is also like very beautiful, but I'm not attracted to her. I would doubt she's queer. I know zero about her life other than she has a dog because I hear it sometimes. But like, I guess... I would be like Deanne, and if I referred my therapist to somebody else, I wouldn't be like heads up, smoke show. You know, I wouldn't think to do that. But like, yeah, beautiful, beautiful person.
3: Allie started using a ring light stop. for her therapy session. No, <laughs> like, what? Are you trying to look very hot while you cry? Oh my What's god. <laughs> you're
1: giving me mad ideas?
3: Oh my god!
2: So. F- Ridiculous. Ring light. Because they're they're attracted to the therapist. So like what is what is it supposed to be like? You're not supposed to be because this is my first therapist. I'm doing a lot of firsts in wow. my forties, you guys. But being gay was late in life. Weed gummies and therapy. <laughs> like I'm just and I really feel like I'm going through a phase. Just keep saying that I'm, I'm going through a, uh, a lesbian teenage boy phase because I'm just like watching all of the lesbian movies. I'm just going through <gasps> the whole thing now. Yes. Wait, what are you watching? I, don't, I watch everything that's like foreign and like two girls are kissing. That, I'm like just clicking on it. I don't even remember nice. most of the names. But yeah, I've watched a lot of... What did I see recently that was about two like women in the middle of nowhere in like
1: the 1800s? That's a lot of them. You've you've narrowed it down to like a hundred lesbian movies. (laughs) Most of them. The husband, one of the husbands kills the the redheaded one. Oh, the one in the cabin. That's like, yes, the cabin. The one we got the screeners to Melody, (laughs) where it's like, like, you only see the sex scenes when she's cuddling the dead body at the end. And you're like, what the fuck? Yes, that's when you get all the flashes. I'm like, I can't believe I had to wait till the
2: end of the freaking movie to get like the proper... Sex scenes, you know? While she's spooning a dead
1: body. Oh, yeah, yeah. I blocked
3: that one out. It's all coming back <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, but that was the one where, because we had the screeners, and then we got to watch this, like, virtual talk back after with the actors... And it became, like, very clear to me and Melody that the actors probably were fucking in real life. I mean, this is just speculation, but, like, when they were asked about, like, doing these scenes with each other and the chemistry... They got like so nervous and kept kind of like checking in with each other and like stopping short of saying something and just like Yeah, it was trying to like like they'd get carried away and then they'd be like, Oh no, like gay panic and like dial it back. It was very like okay. That's so
3: hot. <laughs> it was hot. I think I pulled out yeah. my phone and started filming, to be honest.
2: Whoa, <laughs> please send me. Send me that. Yeah, car. I gotta find that. <laughs> uh that's how I felt like uh with disobedience. Do you guys watch oh, Disobedience? Yeah. 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 I was like, I can't believe that Rachel's are still straight. That was such a hot sex scene. But apparently in real life, they both got pregnant, like with their husbands. Yeah. But I guess they were like so turned on working together that they went to I was going to
1: say, they were probably so horny for <laughs> shit. That's it. Yeah. Dang. It's so hot. Yeah. They're like, put this wig on. It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love the sex
2: scene. That was a controversial thing to say, but I thought it's so sexy. They wanted each other so badly, that they want to consume everything. I love that.
1: There's a good foreign one that I recently watched through the Tribeca Film Festival, and it's a Spanish film called Petit Mal, and it's about a thruple and they are, like, one of them's a filmmaker, and they have to, like, go away for a shoot, and then they leave the other two there, but the one who goes away was kind of, like, the main one in the thruple. Like, both of them were more in love with her than they were with each other. With each other? So then when she left, they were both just kind of, like, really, like, mopey, sad lesbians that she was gone and kind of, like, not getting along and, like, both kind of, like, fighting for attention whenever she calls, whatever. But then as that person becomes like more distant and like out partying doing their job whatever they start to connect and it was just like such a such an interesting movie and then afterwards i find out the three actors in the movie they're a real thruple. and the one's a real filmmaker oh my God. yeah what? so it's like it's like sex scenes and stuff but it's like the, these are people that are like normally having sex so it, it was so weird to realize that afterwards and i'm like oh my gosh, like, imagine like, like filming a sex scene with people who are actually having sex, like something about I'm like, I don't know, that's like, very. It's, it, yeah,
2: I guess that seems like more, more vulnerable. Because this is like your life. This is like what you actually do. And you're putting it on the big yeah. screen. Did you guys do a screener for that? Did you just talk to these people? No, no. no wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think that those relationships could last? thruples
1: um i (laughs) well carolyn's didn't (laughs) It, it was never like officially a thruple tm but it was like cecilia and i like very fast and furiously started like hanging out with this person a lot and then like occasionally we would hook up like we're both open to it and i think with the right person it could be really cool. Like I think that there could be a way to make it work, but it all depends on the person and having the right person. Are you guys ever
2: attracted to the same
1: person? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have like very similar tastes Okay. and people.
2: And who approaches who, like how do you decide who picks up the person that you're both attracted to? Oh, I love this Anything about sex and relationships and couple her And I, I, I'm obsessed with these things. This is what I want to talk about 24 hours a day. I love it.
1: Yes, we do need to get dinner soon. Um, yes. <laughs> because Cecilia will go off. She loves talking about it, too. It depends. You know, our our couples therapist said that if we are ever like going to engage in a thruple again, it should be somebody that we meet at the same time and not have it be like, one of like my friends with benefits who all of a sudden is like yeah i'd be open to that and then bring it in because you're already starting like now the dynamics are like well we already have formed this bond and stuff and now cecilia right. would be the new person you know um so she was like it should be someone you meet together it's usually me who approaches cecilia and i have like very different styles of like when we go out she'll just like sit at the bar and look cute and wait for people to hit on her and then I will, like, walk up to someone and let them know I'm interested. But one time we were out and she spotted somebody that she was attracted to and they weren't necessarily my type. And uh, she's like, you know, what what do you think? And I was kind of surprised that she was into them. It turned out to be someone from Montreal. Ooh. Whose cousin owns a Syrian restaurant. Oh, Damas? No, uh, Le Petit oh. Alep. Oh, yeah.
2: Amazing
1: yeah so good plug for that restaurant it's great it's so great yeah 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 had an amazing dinner there but yeah so cecilia was like i'm really interested in their vibe so like a little bit later i was behind them in line for the bathroom and this was at a scope party which is like an astrology lesbian party and you're wearing your sign on your wrist and cecilia sees me next to her and she just walks by and in my ear goes make it happen (laughs) 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 so so i I just start chatting this this person up and we're talking i'm like oh like you know this is your sign like tell me about it whatever and then we start talking and i'm like oh actually her personality is like so fun and i'm a lot more attracted to her now that we've like started talking like great energy. And then, yeah, by the end of the night, we're all like making out. And I love it. Yeah. yeah. I would never be able to do it. I'm too jealous,
2: but I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> Melody, do you, do you, are you also open in your relationship? No, 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 no,
3: no, no, okay. no, no, sealed <laughs> shut. Um, <laughs> Allie's very jealous and well, she has a lot of abandonment issues and she could never, I've like floated the idea, but it's, it's a hard stop. Usually like we were just talking about, I had a sex dream about someone we know and I told her about it and she was like, that's great. I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, that makes sense. And I was like, and then in the dream, the three of us all did
1: not stop. (laughs) Like she's like, that's great. Keep it in your dreams. I'm like, all right. it's so funny. When I was first telling your wife Jess about the open marriage she was shocked because she's like, with a Latin woman, really, like just just <laughs> thought like a fiery Latina, like no way that <laughs> that it could work. And I'm not saying that that it's easy, but like we've been doing it for almost a year now, and I think we've definitely have it figured out.
2: Obviously, because you guys, I, I feel like both of you have said that it brought you even closer together.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's hard. Like, I don't want to make it sound like it was just like easy breezy and all fun times. It's like a million conversations. I'm sure. You know. But it's
2: so good that you're open and honest about it. Like, how did it even come about that you wanted to do this?
1: Uh, therapy. <laughs> and therapy? For real? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it was something that like she'd been curious about like in previous relationships, but maybe not for the right reasons. And then I never thought that that was something that I wanted. And then I started kind of wanting it, but I'm like, this is so weird. Why would I want it now? But I realized it's like, okay, like for me personally, and I know it's different for everybody, but for me, it was just like with Cecilia, like we trust Like I trust the relationship so much. Like I'm so I don't have like a doubt in my mind that we're staying together. We're partners. We're building this life together. I'm so sure about how she feels about me. She's so sure how I feel about her that we're like, okay, like maybe we also want to have fun like this <laughs> like this is something we want to explore like we got together really quickly after our divorces and she never like dated as a lesbian and she was like I kind of want to fuck around like when she first got divorced and then never did and then we were together and and monogamous Right. so like this is her chance to I mean, not her chance like this is kind of like our, our lifestyle now, but but this way she gets to like experience like different things. Do you think it's something you guys would do for a long time or do you picture a moment coming in the future where you're just
2: like, we have to close it yeah. and get back just monogamous or you don't think that?
3: Because for a while you were doing IVF and I was wondering, like, would that
1: stop it? I mean, I don't think we're having kids anymore. We've had like a lot of discussions around it and we're just like so happy right now that we're like why would we want to turn our lives like completely upside down when we're feeling like we're living our best lives right now and but like that probably would pause it I would think but I don't know I mean I think if at any point if it became a problem and we felt like it was making our relationship like weaker and not stronger I think we'd definitely be like okay we've had enough I see it slowing down for sure. Like there have been moments like at first it was like off to the races and we were being crazy. And then there are periods where we're like a lot more chill about it. Like I had to deactivate the field app (laughs) that I was on just because I'm like dance card is full. Like this is too many people to try to like schedule to see. So yeah, that's...
2: And are you not afraid to like fall in love with somebody else? But I guess that could happen. That's the thing. Like all of my fears around opening up a relationship would actually happen even in a monogamous relationship. But I don't know if you're like speeding it
1: up, you hook up with somebody, you end up falling in love with them, you know? Yeah, that's, That's definitely not a fear for me because, like you said, in my last marriage, like, I felt like my ex was falling for someone else at the end of it. And, like, that person wasn't, you know, available. They were in a relationship. But still, like, I saw the feelings develop. I saw it happen. And we were monogamous. So I'm like, that doesn't really, like protect you from falling for someone. Right. So like we have rules in place, like, you know, in terms of like how much time we spend with these other people. Yeah. Making sure like the type of people that we seek out and like setting those expectations with people in the beginning, like finding people who are just kind of looking for the same thing. A lot of people who are just like, yeah, I'm just looking to have fun. I'm just looking, you know, not for anything serious, not for anything emotionally invested. So yeah, I'm not worried. I can't, I cannot, imagine having the capacity to love anybody like more than I love Cecilia. Like she is above and beyond like the best partner I could ever in a million years wish to have.
2: I mean, that's what's so fun about seeing you guys together. You look like you genuinely have the best time together.
1: We do. We do. I love it's it. It's so, so cute. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank yeah.
2: You. Thank you. <laughs> so guys, uh, just to ask about uh, so my therapist will not listen to this cuz they're not supposed to listen to this.
1: <laughs> I don't think they should if they listen to it they're they're a bad therapist. That's kind of like, yeah.
2: Bad as in, you know, like good. Naughty.
1: They're very naughty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very <laughs> naughty and horny for you if they listen to this. because <laughs> My, my, my oh. GP
2: and I are pretty tight. I really, really love her. She's like the only person, and I, not sexually at all. Yeah. Uh, I just like love her personality. Her approval means the world to me. Just because it's like, it's so rewarding. When I started losing a lot of weight right before the pandemic, I was like working out a lot. She was so happy that I was like looking better and like high-fiving and health wise and blood pressure. And I'm like, I wanna, I, whenever I work out, I'm thinking of my GP in my head. Cause I'm like, I want to impress her. I have to see her in November. And I'm like, Kate and I are working out like almost every day. But, <laughs> and she told me last time I saw her last year, she was like, oh, you're so funny. I have to come to one of your shows one of these days. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but you watch my stuff on the internet. And she's like, no, I don't. I'm like, what? I was so shocked. (laughs) You offended. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean you never watch it? Because I know that I make her laugh and she thinks I'm funny and everything. But I'm like, what do you mean you didn't
1: look me up? How is that possible? They could, they probably do it. They just don't want to admit it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this isn't a doctor, but I will say like with some of the side people that that I'm seeing, I feel like they don't listen to the podcast or they don't. And I'm like, if I were seeing somebody that had like, oh, my God, people you're fooling around with are not looking up your stuff. I don't think unless they're just like not saying it, but like they never say like, "Oh, I listened to this episode." I mean, I I have like a no, you know, no listener. If somebody's like a consistent like listener of the the podcast and like didn't know me before, you won't hook up. Yeah, I feel like that that's a weird thing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, have you looked up my sets on on YouTube? Because that would be the first thing I would do if I totally you Google the person. Yeah, yeah. Life. I, I talked to a barista for longer than five minutes. I'm Googling that
2: person when I get home. That's right. for
1: sure. <laughs> I've looked up many uh, baristas, like acting reels, <laughs> like w- watching them sing musical medleys. I'm like, I will do a, a deep dive on you uh, if I find you interesting. Yeah, everyone. If I find you interesting, if I find you not interesting, just stalking everybody. I really love it. But um, the good thing about hot
2: baristas, I don't order baked goods. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> If I order coffee and the is attractive, I won't order, like, a a donut because they're attractive. So I don't want them to think that I'm a glutton.
1: (laughs) What if they're attracted to someone who really goes for what they want and and also uh, owns it? And has a higher, higher bill. So when you tip on it, oh. percentage wise, it's, you know, oh. you guys know what you're doing. I love it. Or you could tip just give a generous <laughs> tip on like a, a drip coffee and then they're like, hold the phone. What's going on? No, you know? I, I, I need like I need motivation. I love food. Food is my favorite thing
2: ever. And it's really like I'm I'm just over the top, no control when it comes to food. So that's why I think it's good to go to coffee shops where you're attracted to the barista. So it's like a good, hot barista diet. Uh, I (laughs) got to get on that. We're both
3: Middle Eastern. I think we were really spoiled with very rich food. Yes. And it was really pushed on us. But then I don't know about you, but a lot of, uh, at least Iranians I know, had judgmental moms who would then like call out your weight gain. it's like, well, you're forcing me to eat so much rice, rice rice-based dishes. Oh, my God.
2: I love your burnt... Crispy rice. What is it called again? The Persian. Oh, Tadiq. Oh, I love that.
3: So good. Um, yeah. Uh.
2: And you eat butter with your rice. Yeah. A lot of Persians. I know add butter to the rice.
3: It's yeah. Yeah. You melt it on top, but it's already like super oily and crispy from the Tadiq. And oh, God. So
2: good. Oh, and my day, de- that's why I brought up the whole doctor and therapist, not watching my comedy. The dentist I go to, like after my first session, when I went back for a follow up, said that he watched my comedy.
1: I guess with a dentist, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's just a therapist that it's that that's a problem. Oh, just therapist. Yeah, yeah. I'd also rather not have my dentist watch my comedy.
2: It was good. You know what? It helped me. I was late my next session, like twenty five minutes late, and I'm glad he watched it because he's like, "You're very funny." So I was able to like get away with being twenty five minutes late. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just throw some comps. That's it. You're done
3: to swipe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One last question we have for you as we're wrapping up. Yeah. Do you have any gossip for us? Gossip like about in the comedy world. Anything, anything. You're you're I mean, we would love comedy gossip. I know I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think
2: of comedy gossip because that's the juiciest. Cuz I have gossip from my floor in the new building, but Oh, we love that too. So Jess and I moved from Dumbo to Park Slope and we really loved our building. Like whoever lived in our building. And you've been Carolyn. Yeah. We have like such a cool, like everybody was so nice. Everybody's so like hip and artsy and it's like really. Who is the actor who lived there? Uh, Laura Linney. Yes. Laura Linney (gasps) lived in your building. David Cross used to live in my building. Wow. Amazing. I love them both. It's just like such an awesome place. And I especially loved living in Dumbo because I'm Palestinian and the idea of like not moving into a gentrified neighborhood is, like, really important to me. And in Dembo, like, nobody lived there (laughs) up until, like, 15 years (laughs) ago, you know? Right, right. And I just loved it. It reminded us when we lived in Montreal, just lived in uh, old Montreal, so the cobblestone streets and stuff. Anyway, but we needed bigger space because we don't want to get divorced. And uh, we ended up moving to this building that's, like, really gorgeous, a lot smaller than the one we were in in Dembo. But it was like a bittersweet thing leaving our old, our old place. We get here. One of the first mornings, I take at Esther for a walk. There's a bulldog. The walker was putting the, the leash on this bulldog on our floor. Oh, yeah. No, first. So Jess's cousins live on the same floor that we do. And when I asked them about the floor, I'm like, how do we like the neighbors? And he's like, the ugliest bulldog lives on our floor. I'm like, there's no such thing as an ugly bulldog. What are you talking about? But I saw the bulldog and it is very ugly, which is so rare. It's so rare. But not only is this bulldog ugly, they're aggressive. So when Esther and I were walking by and the walkers putting the leash on the bully, the bulldog... Jumps on Esther and tries to kill her. Like, biting. It was like, I've never seen it. And I'm like, this is so not bulldog-like. Like, Like, they're so lazy, usually. I know. Bulldog just, like, pounced on Esther. And Esther is, like, the most gentle, docile. Tiny fluff muffin. She is, like, pigeons steal treats from her mouth. Like, she is Harmless. Harmless. So she's just, like, sitting there, and this, and I'm, like, in shock. So I, like, kick the bulldog so hard off of her. And they had to, like, grab Esther by the leash to, like, lift her up from, from this freaking bulldog. Anyway, so I come back, and I'm telling the story to Jess, and Jess always thinks that I'm exaggerating. So she's like, there's no way. What are you talking about? The bulldog pounce on Esther. There's no blood. It's fine. What are you talking about? So our next walk, Jess comes with me and... Esther on the walk. And we hear these dogs barking like crazy. The bulldog was down there attacking another dog and then (gasps) saw Esther and wanted to attack her again. Anyway. So Jess is like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. So I'm like, and I had gone obviously to like, try to talk to the neighbors to be like, what kind of freaking bulldog do you have? (laughs) Anyway, it turns out the mother just had twins And the dog hasn't been the same, has gotten so aggressive since she, she gave birth to its twins. So now it's like, it wants to attack the babies. It wants to attack every dog. She's just like a very angry bulldog oh my gosh oh my God, watch out it's in the park slope. <laughs> who would yeah. have thought in like such a like gentrified neighborhood and like fancy and whatever and this bulldog is out of control how is it how is it ugly the bulldog okay so you know how I love because they, they're ugly cute usually yeah like, jowly but this one like the eyes are extra droopy and like completely oh. completely red and just like the drool, <laughs> like it's cute when they have the underbite, but hey, this bully's underbite is like really, it's like almost up to the snap. It looks like not well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of like crooked. It's like a crooked face and really, really red eyes with not even a cute underbite. <laughs> I
1: love this gossip. <laughs> yeah. This is great gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone be on the lookout in Park Slope. Iman, this was so much fun. You guys are the best. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people, um, since you're not booked on our shows, where can people (laughs) find where you'll be performing? I'll be, you guys
2: can follow me on Instagram, Iman underscore EL underscore Husseini. You can also follow Esther on Instagram, Esther L Husseini. Yes. I think Instagram is the best thing. Yeah. I feel like Facebook friend requests now are so weird. Like, who's doing that anymore? Nobody. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sorry if anyone listening has. I have a list of like, 50. I don't I don't I know I haven't accepted a Facebook anymore. request
1: in, in years yeah, I yeah. Feel like. well awesome so everyone follow Iman follow Esther you can follow us at Diking Out follow me at TGI Carolyn I'm at Melody Kamali thanks so much for listening okay see you next Tuesday what does feminism mean to you